0: Salam and welcome to the first episode of the new year. As always, I'm your host Salim Karzam, and um, I have some very exciting news for everyone. Um, if you follow us on on Instagram, you may have already seen, um, but we were nominated for an award um, by the the Center of sorry the Center for Global Muslim Life um, for uh, in two categories actually. So it was Global Muslim Podcast of the Year. And best Muslim publication of the year, uh, so we came runner-up in the best Muslim publication of the year category, and we won the best global Muslim podcast, uh, which means that this is officially an award-winning podcast. Um, quite surreal, to be honest. But thank you all. Um, they so it was it was kind of audience um, it was audience nominated, and then also the votes were from the audience, and uh, I, I believe there were thousands of votes. Um, and, and we beat some other great platforms um, and, and great podcasts as well actually so thank you all for for those of you who did vote um, and yeah it's, it's, it's just great to <clears throat> sorry it's just great to know that so many people are uh, listening and enjoying the content really really appreciate your support but yeah so we are now officially an award-winning podcast which is uh, awesome um, right so getting back to uh, this week's episode uh, we recorded this actually before, so we're in lockdown in the UK now, we recorded this before all of that, it was in um, mid to late December, I can't remember exactly when, uh, but I was joined by uh, Sadiq Damani and we were talking about his experience um, in the kind of working world and arena, um, he became a, a CEO of a French tech startup at a very young age um, and we just discussed that whole journey, he had, he had quite an interesting road map i guess to get there um, and how it all kind of transpired and the things that he's learned along the way um similar kind of um concepts and some of the things we we also did discuss uh in episode i think it was 113 with howra milani she was talking about you know being a muslim woman in tech uh a hij- a visibly so like a hijabi muslim woman in tech and the, and the kind of issues that she faced so this was similar in terms of you know tr- trying to i guess um hold on to and maintain your 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 morals and values and everything else whilst entering the kind of um working world and, and all of that so yeah i hope you enjoy um this episode uh without further ado here's my conversation with sadik Salam, Sadiq. alaykum salam. i'm i'm very scared about recording this because uh, as you know we, we we did sit down two weeks ago um we got An hour and five minutes into the conversation. Yep. And I looked down at my laptop and I was just about to to make my closing remarks. Mm -hmm. And I saw that there was an issue and basically we lost the entire file. But what I told you this time is that if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, (laughs) we're putting out the video, whatever we have, we're going to put out. Doesn't matter if people can't hear it, but I, I, and we've got two backup devices as well, just in case. So hopefully this will not... Be an issue. inshallah Um, but thank you for obviously understanding and, and coming back. Pleasure. You dressed down a little bit. I it's did. fine. I re- I, so did I too. I, I relate
1: the occasion wasn't as exciting Yeah, anymore, so it, it just... wasn't
0: it wasn't the hype that it, it once was. <laughs> but um I think there still is a, a, a story to tell and, yeah. a, and a lot to kind of dissect. So I'm gonna jump straight in um yes. with I guess painting a little bit around our background mm-hmm. together so i can't remember the time you see last time i had it all like in my head and it's annoying now <laughs> but anyways uh, many years ago yeah. when i was uh, i had a digital marketing agency yeah. and we were still early days of kind of that business and you had called me and said that you've just started working at this french tech startup yeah. and they're looking for a new website and you brought me in had a meeting with one of the senior guys uh we didn't get the job Um, And I forgive you for not pushing hard enough.
1: And as I said last time, I blame you for the bad proposal. (laughs) Still holds. Okay, that's fine.
0: But um, then fast forward a few years and we were sat down with some friends chatting and we were having one of those kind of philosophical conversations about work and where our boundaries are with regards to what work we take on, what we're comfortable doing and whatever else. And I remember because it it, it stuck with me for so long after that, but you said... (laughs) Something like oh if if there's a if there's a, a a client that you know morally I have issues with be it gambling or whatever else I would just say no mm-hmm. um, I would refuse to do it and I said well who the hell are you <laughs> to say that in a the company um, they'll just tell you to get lost. <laughs> And then someone else, because you're very humble. Someone else turned around and was like, ah, "Sirim, do you not know he's the he's the CEO?" <laughs> and I was like, "Hang on, like, you you brought me in as like you you were like the intern, you were like the, the kid, you were the kid in a team of ten people, you were the most yeah. junior person, had just kind of come in." And a few years later, were the, the CEO of this um, this quite cool startup that that has huge clients and is you know making a lot of money and whatever else, and I. Was baffled, uh, still am to an extent, <laughs> but you became CEO at the age of 24, yeah. which I think in itself is quite remarkable. And we're going to get to the business end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think before that, as I said, because I know you personally as well, and I've seen the, your your journey and we've had conversations now and then about um, experiences in, in hunting for a job yeah. and just like that progression and development in your own personal um, journey. Yeah. So I thought, done enough talking, I'll hand over to you um, just to kind of paint a bit of a background as to how you got to uh, the job that you got to and then ov- obviously progressed through the ranks. Mm-hmm. But what was it like at entry level, mm. post-university? You know, Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do and, and what was the experience like yeah. in looking for uh, a suitable role?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstly, thank you for having me again. So second time, <laughs> lucky, if that's a thing. We'll make it a thing. Um yeah, it's the the journey was pretty mental to be honest and quite unexpected and required a bit of um uh patience and then kind of looking back on it and kind of going ah maybe it did work out for the better which i think was easiest easier said now than than back then right Hindsight's 2020. So the story was i did economics at uni i was meant to go down a banking finance accounting route both my parents are accountants so that yep. was kind of meant to be the journey. My brother's a doctor, he's the GP, no matter how much we debate, I think he's the one they like. He's the one, he, like most. He's, the, he's the loved one, but yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. say, you know, no, but you know, we'll have that debate later. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, when I kind of actively wasn't going to accounting or banking, I tried to go into the FMCG world, failed miserably, like got to final rounds and kept failing and was like, this is annoying. Yeah. Um, so I eventually left or well, I was, it was, it was in final year and it was about Easter time, I think we're kind of pressures on to get a job for, for summer. And I was getting married in summer as well. So that came of. need to earn a buck. Otherwise that's a bit, a bit unfortunate. Um, so, uh, so I, I went for a first job interview and went for a first one outside of the FMCG world, it's out of the corporate realm. So now we're in like techie startup kind mm-hmm. of industry in London, like 300 person businesses, whatever. And there was a recruitment agency. That's kind of where I ended up, which was pretty tough. But anyway, that's another, another story and went through the different interview rounds and all good. Like really, really enjoyed it and got to the point whereby they said, okay, everything's fine. MD was happy. The recruiter that was representing was like, should be all good. The MD said, you know, you're in basically whatever. Didn't hear from them for a week. And then I got a call from my recruiter saying, oh, culture. Like, what do you mean culture? I said, yeah, it's KO on culture. And I was like, what do you mean? And basically later I then found out that, and now I'm in the industry and they're kind of trying to be one of our partners which is always fun um that it's quite a heavy collegiate party culture yeah and i could see like okay that makes sense that kind of stood out a bit but like that 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 kind of didn't resonate with me until today that that Mm. was the issue but when i kind of pieced all the stories together i then sort of had a second experience which was in another tech startup firm really cool business grown massively just acquired by salesforce as well so like pretty pretty sizable now five years on and Went through the interview processes, spoke with the VP of engineering in the U S and he was like, this is the best interview i have ever done. You know, looking forward to working with you, you know, long story short. I was like, you're in, yeah, I'm in, I'm done, you know, happy days. I remember I was in my, my parents' living room at the time. I was still, still at home and I was like, oh yeah, smashed it. You know, Alhamdulillah, everything's going to work to be Great. And then they give me a call and the recruiter's like, yeah, good news. They really liked you. feedback was great. They want you to come in to meet the team on whatever, Thursday, whatever it is at five o'clock. I was like, oh, nice. So this is my first time going into the city at like peak time. Obviously been there before, but like in the work hustle. So I'm getting there and as I was getting to the office, I'm seeing like, okay, there's like a lot happening outside. I didn't realize just how, you know, drinky or boozy like it can get in the city. That's quite, quite something to see. But anyway, got to the office. I think it was in Liverpool Street and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, okay, guys, team, let's go. Sadiq or Sadiq is here. Um, let's go. And I was like, well, where are we going? Like, oh, we're just going to go out and get to meet the team and all this kind of stuff. Okay, cool. So on our way, and I'm like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going to end up now. And I think if it very much felt like, you know, when you're in Madrasa and they're like, one day you'll have to choose between Shaytan and the angel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a university. Like, Why don't you come out clubbing tonight? And you're like, one day you'll have to face <laughs> Shaitan and the angel. And it was like this repeating, but I was like, in the workplace as well? Like, is that a thing? Mm. So they started going to this kind of it was I think it was like basically a pub or a bar and it was summer, so it was outside. And I was like, guys, I'm not gonna go into that. And I'm like, oh, I'll come. Well, I you know, faith, not really my thing. I'm like sweating buckets at this point. I <laughs> try to explain what's up here. Oh, like, yeah, I'm "Yeah, that's not happening. So I'm like, oh no worries, we can stand outside and just chat. And I was like, Okay, we can stand outside and just chat. And there's me like panic that every other person from our community works in Liverpool Street and they're He's gonna, gonna like, walk, past, walk past and be like, picture, we'll see you do it. Yeah, picture, Yeah, pictures, send, your send it, and then oh man, <laughs> it would be pretty rough. Or you see one of them, then you blame it on them that they brought you in. Anyway, um, so they, yeah, it was like very strange, and obviously I, I didn't come across too well, I don't think, at that point. And then yeah, later I found out I didn't get the job because uh, it was weird or whatever.
0: So, <clears throat> I, I think it, the both examples there. Number one was. You were told culture, mm. um, and and you said you found out that the company is quite laddie, so you probably dodged yeah. the bullet there anyway. Yeah. Um, but then, um, and and was it at that company where where you you met one of the top guys who
1: said we play hard and party. Oh, that's hard. a different one. Was that a different? That's one? That's Okay, so different okay. one. Short story on that is another recruitment business went in and they because it's like recruitment business, they know how to hire, right? They know how to close you. So we went through all the interview rounds and then the HR person came back in and she was like. Good news actually and i think this is part of their ploy they don't tell you they say you'll find out in a few weeks but then they tell you on the day mm. so it's a bit of an impulse decision so she came she's like actually good news you know you've really impressed everyone and you know we want to make you an offer I was Like, oh, okay so i said just hold on here and we'll you know get the offer details so she came back in paper this is your salary this is this This is that and i was like okay she said so you're gonna take it I'm like no i need some time to consider it and i'm like why i "Well, oh, i've got some other offers on the table as well i'm just assessing whatever They're like, okay no problem uh, or just get someone to come speak to you. And that's where this, this MD guy came in. And this was the weirdest, one of the weirdest moments I had in, in like the, the job world. So he came, he was like, yeah, yeah, well done, mate. You know, looking forward to you joining us. Uh, you know, what's your concerns? I said, oh, I'm just weighing up my options. That's why I just don't want to make a decision today. He was like, listen, mate, top billers here. We do whatever we want. Cancun, Dubai, you know, <laughs> you, you smoke what you want. You do what you want. Whatever you want, I'll get it for you. How about it? I was like, bro, you're pitching the wrong guy here. Like, you, wow. you know, I need an Amaz room in the corner. That's that's what I'm <laughs> after, and you're offering me like, anyway, I won't go about into details about Dubai. But anyway, so it was. I think all that kind of combined. I was like, okay, this this work environment mm. is not going to be as straightforward as I thought it would be. Having, hopefully, inshallah, done okay through university, I didn't realize work was going to be a completely different. So what? what game. I,
0: I guess the question is because I, I think everyone in some way shape or form if they have been in the working world have yeah. has experienced that thing that you mentioned of um you know being expected to enter a pub to have mm-hmm. a, a casual meet the team type thing yeah um and <clears throat> i think especially at a time of and i'm going to call it desperation because anyone who's just graduated and is is anxious about work and what they're going to do there is that kind of you you want your yeah, first yeah, job you, you, want you, to impress. you need something you want to impress and whatever else but how how did you at that moment just say hey, you know what I, I I can't do this this isn't me because I think for a lot of people the answer is all right I'm I'll go this one time mm. and then once I got the job I'll be like no, nah, listen guys I'll by the way back. I don't do this yeah but 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 off the bat to kind of say
1: that it's quite bold I don't know if if I was if I was gonna say like you know I know exactly why I was able to say no at that point yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe being engaged at the time, as well as it sounds, makes you feel like you've got an extra responsibility. I'm really, I'm, I'm guessing kate yeah, should, yeah. I should be able to say to you, I was fearing Allah to my, you know, but to, I, I think in my essence, in my essence yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and hopefully that is some, some truthfulness about being God-wearing. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's being engaged, and you're like, that's not really the kind of guy that I, I'm, you want I'm meant to be. to be. Yeah. Maybe if some people are like, that's not the kind of son I meant. To. I, I honestly mm. don't know.
0: Sorry to interrupt the conversation guys if you are enjoying this podcast please do be sure to subscribe either on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and also do consider contributing um, any amount really um, to supporting the work that we do the link is in the description uh, would really mean a lot to us thank you very much but then but then okay so, so then looking more broadly at, at yeah. the experiences because I, I think everyone has some sort of as I said anyone who's been in this exp- in the job hunt yeah. uh space especially in, in the corporate and, and that kind of field uh you 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 find those uh moments and and whatever <laughs> else and what then were you thinking about working
1: what was your what
0: was your all right what, what am I going to do now mm,
1: I I firstly in terms of what I thought about work generally I was like okay this is gonna be a different play to uni where you can make friends with the guys that you I'm that, that yeah basically I almost so I was actually lucky my in my my course, I had four flatmates or in my first year we were in halls, that's like, you know, three, four, you don't know who you're going to end up with. But second and third year I was with four guys, one Muslim and three Sikh guys, none of whom drunk. Well, two of them drank but like, didn't barely touch it anyway. Mm. So we had a very like, it was a drink-free flat, which was great. So, you know, I managed to chill out with them and then have community there whatever yeah. and then i thought you know workplace you don't choose who you hang around with especially if you're in a small business right that's that's your group that's your clan if it's te- as you said when i joined yeah, yeah, my current business it was six or seven of us initially so that is the grouping it's it's rude if you don't go for lunch with everyone yeah it's rude if you don't go for dinner with everyone once a month or whatever and i i, and I get that i fully get that um so i think I, I really quickly realized it's going to be a different challenge that was the first thing but the second thing i was i think i was demotivated i was a bit I was a bit down in the dumps to think, why is it that this is such a critical point
0: mm.
1: where when I'm being measured on my competency, it's fine and it's all okay and thumbs up. But when it comes to inverted commas, cultural fit, which is a phrase I hate as well. And I I, I think it's it's nonsense to talk about cultural fit. You to think about values, alignment, because your culture is always going to change depending on the mix. And of culture is have. different based on a
0: person regardless, exactly. right?
1: Exactly um so for me it's always value value alignments when people talk about culture too much it's like "Mm, it doesn't sit too well um so yeah i think i was a bit i was a bit wary and a bit worried and then the, the firm i ended up joining actually so that was a weird one where again it was recruitment so there is a bit of a you know work hard play hard culture they were a lot more toned down than the average in the industry which is what i saw they also knew a family member of mine so they kind of knew that i had a bit you know, a bit of a different view on things. And in my first few months, they were like, okay, cool. Well done. You're in the top billers' dinner or whatever. And I was like, oh, great. And the director just said straight up to me, he's like, look, we get hammered at this thing. So I don't think (laughs) you're one of going to come. I was like, okay. And he said, so instead, here's a hundred quid voucher and go take your missus out for dinner. So no. I was like, and I think this was an interesting moment because I was like, okay, that's a really nice sentiment. I remember my wife saying, like, there's quality, we spend like 10 pounds at Taste of Law. Tops. I was about to say, you're not the kind of guy to spend <laughs> 100 pounds. That's like 50 meals for <laughs> steady, you. Steady, steady. But the half grilled chicken meal does, not, does not well. The two, not the two piece. Uh, no, we share one uh, each. It. <laughs> so um, that kind of, that, that initially felt like a really nice sentiment. And I think it still does feel like a nice sentiment, but it did make me kind of go, hold on a second am I part of the team then? Mm. Is this whole thing about being a team where you work hard together, you play hard together, you lose together, you sacrifice for each other. Is that now secondary when it comes to celebration? Yeah. And that, and it's it's interesting because even in like, for example, you're a Liverpool fan, aren't you? I'm in. You're a Liverpool fan, aren't you? I'm a Liverpool fan, yeah. So when uh, Liverpool won the league or the Champions league or whatever, there's that kid with... We've won so many. Oh, things. Oh yeah, all right. That what's his face? Mane. Yeah. He had that thing where he was interviewed and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not celebrating with them because you know they're just doing their own thing." Where he went to a different changing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. that is like that's
1: crazy. It's like mm-hmm. you're one of your best players, and you're just kind of like leaving him out because you're putting your alcohol above. It's it's him. an
0: interesting one because I mean, okay, we'll we'll talk about the football example a bit further because even. Um, uh, the, the Liverpool doctor, Zafar Iqbal, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he was saying guy. that when they won, I think, the FA Cup once upon a time, um, they they packed up all of his clothes, <laughs> took them out of the room, <laughs> and were like, we're going to have like a whole, you know, the, the the booze and the champagne going off everywhere. But it's considerate in some it's, ways. It's con- but this is the thing, I, like, and I, I think this is probably a, a conversation we can have a little bit on, yeah. which is where and and how are the... the boundaries of of culture and values as you put yeah. them um defined because yeah. we, we we don't live in a muslim country we live yeah. in a in a secular western setting where alcohol is legal and the norm and and is is i, I would go so far as to almost encouraged yeah. in many circles yeah. and, and environments and it's a, it's a staple so and, and i think a lot of it does hinge around alcohol if i'm honest no one's out there like encouraging taking other drugs yeah um no one's like oh we're, we're all going to smoke weed now together uh Sardik, if you would like to step out um <laughs> sure but it's, it's specifically on alcohol right yeah yeah and there's that whole inebriation that comes with it and yeah. and, and everything yeah. else and again you speak to anyone in the working world and the office parties especially the christmas parties uh, there's always many a scandal that
1: take place. Not this week's one because it was virtual. Yeah, this no, week something was, was, was the was, most halal was, yeah, yeah. Uh, office. Just park. on Wednesday, I was like, "Hi everyone, I'm here. <laughs> with Here's my, my secret with, with side my to you." Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, so, where do you think the the line the is line, in terms yeah. of uh, tolerance or acceptance, or even making provisions in space for us as Muslims? Because, like you said, that gesture was nice. Give me a hundred pounds. Yeah. But whilst the thought is there, it's like, are you saying at the same time I'm not compatible? With the team's celebration, the culture, the celebration. Do yeah, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: The and this is a debate that I so it's interesting because I was on one side of it, which was the receiving end, and then on the other side, and kind of like you know the the time where where I was the CEO. Even now, like in in the leadership team, kind of having a say in where that line is. Yeah. And I I've I've gone to and fro, and I've seen my mom who works for a a US business, like huge 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 multi billion um FMCG business. And they still refuse to give her a place to pray. Really? So even storage room, hallway, whatever, yeah. wrote it to HR as well. They've refused it blanketly. Why? Can we, call, can we call out the company? Yeah, we should probably should, <laughs> but I'm probably let's <laughs> <Wait, laughs> that, not, the right. <laughs> not go there. Uh, so I've I've kinda of, and then obviously on my side, I've been like, okay, how where is the line, right? So my context, and let's take the example of like space to pray. So I that's another statement yeah, for us, yeah, yeah. right? I don't go in to the business and say, I'm expecting you to find me a place to pray. I personally, I think that's unreasonable. Okay. Right. Even though I know I just said my mom hasn't found one, I don't think we should expect it. I think it's really, really nice. And I think it's, I guess, somewhat expected amongst general population that it should be standard. But when you're a small business, and that's why I don't forgive the large business, when you're a small business, you've got... You've got limited space, you got right? You've got yeah. limited resource. And the way that I kind of had to rationalize it was like, okay, hold on. I was allowed, when I when I joined the company, they knew who I was. They knew I was a Muslim, right? They they I was very clear. I said, look, those achievements that I have on my CV is because of my community work. Mm. I've been able to run X programs or Y initiatives with thousands of attendees simply because it was in my Muslim community. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very humbled to have done it, but I'm proud that I achieved it. And it's because of my Muslim background. I'm not going to hide it. I'll wear my rings. You know who I am. You know my name. I'm not hiding it, right? So with that, they kind of, I guess, knew what was coming, right? Mm-hmm. And the very next day, I was like, oh, I need to find something to pray. Not give me somewhere. I, like, I need to find somewhere to pray. And we had to use a meeting credit on one of the rooms to, mm-hmm. to go and pray, right? And then we changed office. And then I was praying in the hallway in the fire exit, which, again, was a bit suspect. But anyway, they, everyone was okay with it as long as it wasn't a fire. Now... I then had the approach of, and one time was one officer was praying in front of the fridge just as there was another. So nice. that, that was always fun at lunch when you find the right I can imagine time. someone's waiting for you to to finish up. To finish up. Yeah. yeah. Even though you pick like the perfect time and then they're like oh he's praying. Damn. And you can't say they can't say anything bad but you're like sorry but you can't say sorry. But anyway um, so where's the fine line? And my, my thinking is is and maybe we'll continue to move. My thinking is to the average Joe my belief in this God and in this need that I need to pray five times a day and I need to fast for 30 days in a year is completely random fantasy world. It's fiction, right? To the average Joe. If average Joe is running the business, if he says yes to my fantasy, what's he going to say to like his and her fantasies? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm not allowed to shower for 30 days. So I'm going to come in smelling in the way that I smell. please don't, you know? Oh no, but it's, it's my religion. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, what's what I think? So my thing is, I think you have to at some point say, okay, look, you hire someone for who they are and you try and help them be who they are in the space that you give them. There's no obligation on anyone yeah. because I can easily walk down to, or when in some of the offices, walk down to Hoban Mosque and pray in there. Fine. If I use my lunch break, that's okay. But I think to expect it from your employer is tough. Does that mean the employer is excluding you or not? Depends how they treat you outside of that. So,
0: the thing is, I, I think when it comes to this stuff, I don't think when you look at religions mm. that the requests are unreasonable. I don't think any of that, and, and for me, fundamentally, it comes down to the fact that we live in a godless society where religion is not um, appreciated, let's say, for, for what it is, mm-hmm. and, and that respect is not given to world religions and not just Islam, but world religions. So, in, in a kind of, and you know, anyone's experience at school, university, from a, from a Muslim background, when you're talking to your non Muslim friends who are often, and this might be generalizing, but is my experience and I'm sure yours as well, might come from a Christian background or a Hindu background or yeah. whatever, but very rarely are are practicing yeah. or, or inclined towards their faith um, in the same way that I, I think a lot more Muslims are, at yeah. least on, yeah. on some surface level, even. But when you, b- because of that, there's this kind of. Um, that value isn't placed on on religion so when we come and and i as i said i don't think the offer i I don't think the requests are unreasonable so if Mm -hmm. you're asking for prayer i'm going to be fasting i'm not going to shake someone's hand i'm not going to go to the pub i'm not going to drink alcohol it's not crazy it's not crazy yeah like you 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 positioned it like okay fine i get that i don't want someone to buy my if you're going to call it a fancy, i don't want someone to buy my version of the world yeah but just tolerate respect and accept that it's not like i'm coming up with my own crazy framework yeah. and saying this is this is me yeah. take it or leave it because that can shift because i can say okay I, i'm going to do this now yeah 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 um do you know what i mean i get you I get but you. but but i think f- for me what's important is that there is this um and, and everyone has to face this in their own way mm. um and i again i think back to uh, my one role previous to kind of self-employment and all of this stuff
1: entrepreneurialism o- entrepreneurship <laughs> um
0: but i think back to that and and you know in the in the interview um after i say after because I, I made sure i got the job first <laughs> and then afterwards i was like right listen there's something you need to know about me <laughs> um and you know i said i'm muslim yeah. i need a space to pray yeah um i i fast for a month in the year and that's pretty much the only things that are going to be a, a thing and I, I will do this as uh discreetly and like you know not cause a scene and get up and pray in the middle of a meeting for example (laughs) but like you know I I just if if you guys can afford me any space to do that that would be great yeah and I think I I guess there's two questions here so number one um what's what have you seen and also I guess on the other side of things so now that you're or or now that you've been to like a leadership role you've interviewed people you've had candidates come forward what how how do people approach that process and then also secondly you know when your when your values change which which it would be weird if they didn't, right? Mm. If in life, if, if the same person at 18, 19, those values that you hold, if you held them exactly the same when you're 30, 40, yeah, yeah, there yeah. would be something wrong. Yeah. So as you evolve and grow and develop as a person, hopefully spiritually as well, how how do you then kind of um, make that apparent? And because I guess there is, there is going to be a fear element there because it's like if one day or if, if on day one, like we mentioned the first example, I'm happy to go to the pub. And as soon as I month, come in, yeah. I'm like, oh, by the way, guys, I don't go to the pub. They'll yeah. be like, well, who was that guy? Then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: I hear you. So on the, on the first point, I don't think I've got anything interesting to say to you because despite having interviewed loads and loads and loads of candidates over the last five years, there's no never actually been no, prayer, There's, there's ne- Yeah, there's never <laughs> been. And I, I, I imagine there's been a few months, not many actually, a few months since you I've interviewed. I think they just kind of go, they well, know. obviously, Yeah, there's going to be, <laughs> we're gonna, you're going to sort me out isn't it? It's one of those. Um, but there's not been any other requests i think and i think that's maybe why i'm a little bit like i don't think we can come out saying just for us because we're the only people left in society that have a weird request when we're at work Mm. i think that's kind of what maybe i've got my vision or viewpoint on that they need to do out of respect for you not out of obligation i think it needs it kind of needs to be that way in in my opinion anyway yeah um on the point of and i think this is this is really interesting on how how do you kind of communicate that your beliefs are either getting stronger sometimes weaker but let's take the objective case that your belief's is getting stronger yeah and therefore you can't do things that maybe you did do or you can or you you will refrain from doing things that maybe now seems a bit excessive mm-hmm. right so my journey's been there's been a bit of that actually because my tolerance to being around alcohol for example yeah. has has got much more intense. um intense means i'm okay with it has become much i've become much more averse to it right yeah. i'm like I really want to be careful about it. Your allergy levels have spiked. My allergy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Need a vaccine. <laughs> uh, so um, that's been honestly. I felt that's been tricky, mm. and I think that's that's kind of. I'd love to know what my colleagues think about it. To mm. be honest, I think they've kind of seen well, me. If they're th- listening to this, then feel free to write in, to email, sign <laughs> yeah, and let them know what you think. Please don't at the same time. So I'd be pretty panicked to see what your opinion is, but. I think that is tricky. Like yeah. being able to explain that is is tough. I don't think it's, yeah, I I. I, th- I Do
0: you think, okay, so, so whilst you kind of process that, I, I've i just been thinking about theory versus practice. Yeah. Because I think, you know, in a theoretical world, if you ask a lot of people, um, Muslims, would you feel comfortable going to a pub? Would you yeah. feel comfortable standing outside a pub? Would you feel comfortable in the office where everyone's drinking and you're not? The answers would be no. mm and then in practice... It's a different story. It's a different story, right? Yeah. Because even like, for example, okay, I, I'm not comfortable with any of that. But then the office Christmas party, everyone has to go, especially in big companies. It's like, it's a thing. You can't, it's, it's almost like a mandatory part yeah. of work. Yeah. Yeah. And there is alcohol everywhere. Um, and, and I guess how, you know, how, how do we reconcile that? And, and like I said, you know, you might go to one Christmas party and then realize in practice, actually, whilst I thought I would be okay with it, I found oh, it God. disgusting. Yeah. And then speak up in the future. Do you know what I mean? and really well, yeah, so how have you how have you managed that then
1: i think again i was very open with it from day one mm. P- they they no oh, but i mean was... i mean the evolving nature of the, your yeah the... i th- I think i'll go to, i'll go to a conversation i remember having in, in in the team i think maybe like feel okay this is one of those awkward religious like why do you do that kind of conversations right mm. this is just before covid actually if not end of last year or early this year oh yeah and two <laughs> things came up right yeah. yeah office days those ones um two things came up one was they mentioned and it was really weird and i feel weird saying this but anyway we'll say it they were like you don't really like unlike the other guys talk about women and i was like well yeah and like and it was just like a statement it wasn't really anything more they just kind of said it yeah and i was like yeah oh it's just like this really weird and i think that that kind of just spoke volume so i was like i think they just kind of then it sunk in for them They're like okay there is a bit of a different approach as to how he sees mm. women a bit hopefully a bit more respectfully and whatever so remember that was a very weird moment that almost spoke for itself volumes yeah. right but the other one was we've never heard you listen to music or talk about talk about music which i think is one of the toughest conversations actually for people to, i think people if you tell them you don't drink it's not like Mm. What? But music is an interesting one because that that's super neutral for for ninety nine percent of people, even mm. Muslims for the, for a lot of us, right? So you don't really listen to music. What's What's that about? And I think that was one of those in which I kind of had to explain the myself, philosophy. the philosophy, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, I think if you have the ability to articulate it, it was fine. I was like, look, music in principle you know can be a positive things Mm. but the way it it is today and the kind of messages and themes that it talks about and it relates to the subject obviously they just said you don't talk about women I was like half the stuff is hardly great towards the opposite gender right and vice versa and I think that you kind of have to sweat those moments out I I honestly don't think there's a better way to say it than just sweat it out but
0: I I also feel like it's important for you to know why you do and don't do of certain course. things
1: intellectually you have to have an intellectual this, response but, but
0: this is I, I guess for me this is a, a the problem a lot of times mm. is that we are told don't shake hands we're told don't listen to music we're told this that whatever yeah. but if we haven't processed it as you say intellectually rationally yeah. and we haven't understood it for ourselves then when you find yourself in that moment You're stuck i don't listen to music because i don't yeah like you don't You're really stuck. have you, know what I mean? you don't stuck. have an answer um and and that that i guess then also because this is so. Even when we were speaking to uh, Hora Milani on the podcast mm-hmm. a, few, a few weeks ago, yeah, she was reflecting on her experiences, and, and a lot of it is like, oh, I as a as a Muslim woman, I don't shake hands, for example, with with a non-mahram man. But obviously, you don't say non-mahram, but yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and the response is like, oh, but that other hijabi did it. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you? Yeah. Um, and and it's it's important. And she was even talking about like practicing in the mirror at home. That like five seconds that you have to explain why you don't shake hands. <laughs> That's impressive. Which is well, no, but, but I it think it's really far. important. Like, yeah. like, you, you, you know the the, the struggles that you're going to face. You know what questions you're going to get asked. Yeah. And I found again, like my my experience in the in that world where I found myself refining my answer around alcohol, for example, or some of my some of my own um, political, social, religious views. Like, okay, I had a conversation with one guy. I'm like, okay, he didn't quite get it. Maybe I didn't explain it right. Let me try again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's really important that you uh, appreciate and and you're receptive as well to what you're kind of putting out there. Absolutely,
1: I, th- I think you have to you have to have the intellectual answer. Forget for everyone else, for yourself before yeah, anyone, yeah. right? And I think without that, and it unfortunately, it's become a really norm that we just take on the rules and move on. Mm. And I don't. You know, this opening up a different can of worms, but something I'm I'm very passionate about, which is I don't think, especially our generation, whilst we appear to be very intellectual and smart, and we're both wearing glasses, which testifies to this look. I watched this for the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> um, that we don't actually know why we're following this faith, mm. and I, I, it's a big part of what I, I speak about at the moment, which is if someone were to ask you, why do you follow Islam? Why do you pray five times a day? Yeah. Forget alcohol, music, women, blah blah blah. Just the fundamentals. The b- yeah, yeah, the core. I think ninety nine percent of us would stumble. We wouldn't have a clear cut sentence mm. to say. Unlike, like, so why do you follow the prophet? And a lot of us would go, "He is the final messenger. He has the miracle of the book, and etc." We'd have a pretty articulate answer. Forget that. We're talking why do you follow Islam? A lot of us would be like, ah, uh, you know, it means submission. Uh, it's right. It's it's right. Obviously, you know, and. And it's it's flaky, which yeah. is no surprise that we. But we've that that, that
0: I, I mean, as you said, this is like separate topic. Yeah. Separate topic, but Tawhid yeah. is 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 fundamentally where I think we, we let ourselves down a lot, 100%. right? Not not understanding Tawhid and then building building a, a house of cards on top of a very weak foundation. Yep. Um, and and it, this is the thing, like for myself at university, I found myself having to really dig deep and 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 understand what I fundamentally believe yeah because you're confronted and people are asking you questions why do you do this why don't you do that what do you believe about this you know why do you go to the mosque why do you fast and sometimes the cliche answers that we've been given and we just go okay when we're told this by our parents or by our madrasa teachers or at the mosque or whatever when you when you give it to a non-muslim they're just like well that doesn't make sense yeah and then you're you're kind of scratching your head having to figure out
1: and and i think that so, and I'll link this back a bit to kind of the experience that I that I had, right? This was only about maybe a year or so ago. So, after after, like with, with the company that I'm with, so it's it's a French business, and they have um something this something called the French Chamber of Commerce, right? Mm. So where all the French businesses set up in the UK, um, meet and help each other network and find new clients and whatever. Yeah. And they sent uh some of the top businesses within that chamber, the UK leaders of them, to France for a day trip right? I'm going to link this to kind of this whole praying, like make the decision to pray even the most random moments because this one is particularly random. I think it wouldn't have happened had I not had it not clicked for me a few years back as to how important this thing is, right? Mm. So anyway, we're, we're talking like chairmans of pretty large household names that a lot of people have products in their house for that are French, um, 50, 60 year old men and women all speak fluent French and then me you know nice. hardly looking the part and we're being received by uh the uk's ambassador to france who was uh the sidekick to david cameron whilst he was in office so someone pretty significant they're uh they're kind of the, the it's not the embassy but like that the house where they stay is two doors next to macron's office in in paris and good pronunciation of macron by the way thank you. we well know. We'll try. French, French, lessons, French, French lessons are working out. I okay. mean, we're trying, we're trying. <laughs> um, so we can do the podcast in French if you want. You can give it a go. It won't Hopefully. get very far. No. Um, so it's very high profile place. Like, you know, nine Downing street would be the equivalent, right? Mm. So we get there, they check your passports so already panicked because like Iraq stamps, Iran stamps, you know, every stamp under the sun that they probably didn't want to see was on there. Um, so we're there and super posh you know and this is where the queen or they say this is where when the royal family go to france they stay here or they visit there whatever because he is their representative whilst you know whilst they're in the uk so we get there well received i must just say the lunch was great and i think this comes back to the point on putting your belief first like just saying it so they emailed a few weeks before saying um what do you guys want to eat like, what's your dietary requirements and i was like okay paris i've been there before been with the co-founders we've been to a michelin style restaurant i couldn't eat a single thing on the menu all the fish was not legit for us. Hmm. And then the rest was meat. So there was no vegetarian option. And the vegetarian option, the chef then came out. So only served three, te- three tables. That's it. It was two star Michelin oh, wow. chef. Okay. So he was like, okay, I need to make you something. So like, I'll make you a mushroom risotto. I was like, yeah, great. And I said, hold on. Is that going to have white wine? He's like, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so even that, I was like, this is... And I I had one plate of mushroom risotto and the other guys had eight course meals. Oh, These eight course God. taste meals. yeah, yeah. I oh, was like, steak and this. So I was like, I was watching after round one, seven to go. Anyway, so I've been there, right? And with, yeah. the, with the French guys, I've learned it. Um, so we were at this kind of like residence and they sorted me out for food. So just being up front, they really sorted me out, made me feel right at home, even though we're sharing a very interesting table with very interesting people on there. Like I can't go into too much information. But anyway, that finished and I was like, oh, I need to pray. It was two o'clock, Eurostar was at six, you know, the time kind of thing. Mm. So I was like, "Can I pray?" And they wanted me to film something upstairs. And this guy was like, "Yeah, I'm sure we can find a room somewhere." So we're going up, and he's like, "Let's try this one." So we open this door, and it's like a huge living room, like a royal living room that you'd kind of visit at a castle. Yeah. I'm like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Just pray there; like, no one's gonna know." So I'm like, okay, so I put my down, and there's pictures there. And I was like, "Maybe I should turn around." because It's a bit, a bit, bit close. Yeah. So I get there, and I shouldn't have. I was a bit like, Well, who's on the pictures? And you've got like the princes with their kids and the queen and it's like wow. family photos <laughs> i was like this is strange you know this is super weird but i think it just comes back to this point of if if you're up front with it and mm. regardless if it's an employer if it's a uh, whatever even like i'm a i'm a, used to be a huge Watford fan i still am i haven't left them but it's very active i remember we we're playing away at hull on a weekday night it was promotion mm. season and i was praying next to the coach when we got to the stadium it's just like, if you, if you just, if people just see what your value is and that you're a nice person, you say to police guy, Hey man, sorry to be a nuisance. Can I just use this place? We're mm. away at forest. And they let me out at half time to pray. Like, I think if you're just a bit objective and it clicks in your head and you're confident in the explanation, mm. be it drinking, be it, you know, going out is, is, is huge as well. You know, you should underestimate that, be it praying, maybe be it hijab. And I'm not here to start talking about the hijab scene, but I think if you're able to explain and articulate why to yourself first. Yeah why should you be scared of explain to anyone else
0: and I guess then moving on to your experience um, with Theodo can we name, can we mm-hmm. name the company mm-hmm. Theodo um, the, the French tech company that, that you you know that we once met at as a <laughs> Junior, but you haven't grown any height-wise. I but grew a beard. You grew a beard, and you grew in in uh, in width
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I, get I wasn't going to say that. well anyway. I feel insecure, Salim. So, so. I, I
0: literally, I, I literally <laughs> wasn't even going to go there. Anyways, um, I was going to say you grew in, in in reputation because you became. You, you can't know.
1: show me on screen anymore. I need like a, the shadow. <laughs> you know, you fuzz me out.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, no. What, what I was saying is that um, so you you found that company. Yeah. Um you mentioned earlier that you know you were quite upfront and you you prayed in front of the fridge you prayed wherever yeah. you could. Uh what was the the progression like I guess through the ranks there? Um and what were the conversations like around values? And I think specifically like like the you know coming back to that time that we met when I found out you became CEO when you said I just wouldn't take this on. Um mm-hmm. uh, what was the response like from the directors of the company when you would say that? Because I think for a lot of people that don't have conflicts with these kinds of things and also i guess another question is have you seen others having conflicts like yeah. yourself yeah, maybe yeah, based yeah. on their own principles not yeah. islamic framework yeah. or whatever else so what when it comes to values in the workplace and especially from a decision making perspective where it's yeah. not just i refuse to work on this for myself but i refuse for our company to do this and all of these people are gonna are gonna make less money or like the company's gonna make less money that then puts a bit of pressure on your yeah. head
1: it's tough it's tough and I, I remember two two specific moments yeah um one was within uh, a client that was selling wine online an e-commerce platform and the other was a gambling business um spot there were sponsors off a championship football club as well so not not a small client for and they they actually were a client of ours for six months mm. so i wasn't in my like the, 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 senior, the senior role, that role which was yeah. kind of quite junior so the first one i remember and it was tough because we're small we're only 10 people this was right about the time where we Wherever um, where you guys came in, <clears throat> it was the wine business that came in, and that t- at that time we were like craving business. You know, mm. we we were like, do we do we shut shop at some point, or is you know it was it was tough in 2016. Yeah, yeah. It was a really tough year, and this client came in. He had like an 80k budget, which was decent. You know, wasn't wasn't crazy, but it was good for us at that time. So obviously we took it on, and I said like, I'm not going to be part of the sales process. It's wine. Like I'm, oh. I'm on the side. And they're like, okay, fine. No problem sales is always someone else today delivery for the project however on the yeah. business size it was really just me and i was like this is this is sweaty moment again like this is this is a tough one and this for me i think you know and I, I respect this business so much and i respect the founders of this business so much and that's not just because we you know we're, we're together in it but the journey we've been on and the respect they've shown me and my wife the whole way through has been unquestionable i would mm. say actually unquestionable which is not easy to say of many people in business right so Shout out to them if they're, if they're going to listen, I don't know. Um, but they, I was like, look, I can't, like, I simply can't. And they said, yeah, yeah we, we haven't got anyone else. So it's just what it is. And I was saying to them, I was like, look, if you absolutely need me to, maybe I'll do it, but I won't take salary for X part of my time. I cannot, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't be right with me. It's back to this whole thing, like, you know, when people would take psychometric tests for graduate assessment days and whatever, and they'd get their friends to do it. I'm like, that's not, that's not Okay. You're, mm. you're, you're lying from first principles in this case i'm like i can't even take income if it's something like that but we managed to shift things around just by having i think a mix of confidence but also trust of the guys mm. this comes back to do they value or not to say look i i don't feel comfortable doing it and
0: what was what was the response like when when you said that was that was the understanding was like come on
1: there's there, of course there, and literally because it's french is oh come on you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much like that so that is quite quite accurate there, of course there was that because and, and that's not them being dismissive or rude that's yeah. them being like is it is it really that significant yeah, yeah, and yeah. at that point you have to be like honestly it is like it's it's quite a big deal break for me like i'm it's not it's not okay in, in mm. my world um so that that was tricky, that one. And I think similarly with, with the gambling business, and this is interesting because the, the gambling business that we took on, again, I was very removed from it. I said I wouldn't, you know, just didn't want to get involved, didn't want to touch in whatever format. Yeah. I think there was even some uneasiness about some people being like, should we be, you know, supporting a gambling company or should we not? O- others in the company. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a huge discussion, but I, I think there was a couple of question marks or whatever. Mm. Um, there was a technically really great project, lots of data, lots of graphs, visuals. Like yeah, it was, it was yeah. quite nice. So I think in that perspective, yeah, like I was, I was able to kind of put my stance in, but on the other side, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I remember we had a, in in the time where I have been in the leadership role in one of them, there was uh, a defense, a a business related to the defense basically that came in and they were like, it was an amazing project. You mean like a military defense? Military defense, yeah. 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 Amazing project, right? And let's remove you know the actual consequence of what military defense means ignore the people that are going to die ignore this bit for a second (laughs) just for the case of the the example it was a a very like augmented reality how do we test certain um weaponry and what does that look like and can we recreate battle situations and stuff like this Mm. you're like that's like a a, a, an engineer's dream in terms of like the complexity yeah data visualizations latest tech huge budget huge budget and I was like okay this is interesting and I, I went back to the leadership team and I was like yes or no or like nah defense is that's that's not going to sit well for the majority that's not going to be yeah. that flies so it, there is this like moral standards that people have right? but is
0: that dictated or I guess in, in your company's case is that mm. dictated by the company culture ethos values or the individuals within the company
1: couldn't tell you i think it's a mix of both you think it's like a in, interchangeable I think it's a mix of both yeah because i think that the, i think it's a mix of both interesting because at the same time you're and I, I learned something really interesting actually so i was speaking to someone from one of the big 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 tech firms and again i don't know if i can reveal which one but one of the big tech firms in the world at the moment and he was saying they as product managers when they take a project to the engineers it's not top-down. It's not high-engineered, this is what you're working on. It's the engineers that have to... The product managers pitch their products to the engineers and the engineers decide whether they're going to work on it or not. And I think that philosophy is so important in modern-day tech, modern-day product. and it's a very Toyota-inspired thing. The, end, the product guy has to pitch it to the engineers to say, yeah, we'll work on it or not. Mm. I think similarly here, if you don't think your team is going to have the buy-in to the project they're going to work on, you're not going to expect the best work from them. Mm. That's natural, right? Even if they're getting paid the good money, right? They're, they're not they're not going to engage with it at the same level as if it's like healthcare, you know, passionate tech for good in it versus, you know, some other boring industries. It's not going to be the same. And I think this is, comes back to this like moral standards, where I think everyone's got that compass in them. Everyone can resonate with it. Everyone knows roughly from their, you know, let's not get too deep, but like from their filtery perspective, they mm. know what's right and what's wrong. They yeah, do. Yeah. And they know when they're kind of shaking wrong, but they're just dismissing it. So I think it's there for everyone, and it's a case of discussing it. No one's going to look at you and and if they do you don't want to work for them anyway mm. they're, they're just probably a bigot you know um
0: so I guess the the last thing I want to ask you specifically about this part of the conversation is just around uh your experience when you were being considered for the CEO role yeah um with regards to values and and how I guess it was h- how the directors of a company saw you and the, because if they knew what you were about they would knew the yeah. potential kind of we call it risk yeah. but the limitations around you and, and the reason I'm asking this is because I think from what I've seen at least in in, in companies broadly speaking you very rarely see I think Muslims um, in, in senior leadership positions and you've mentioned you know the culture clashes and whatever else yeah. which I think yeah. is definitely apparent but rarely do you find um, Muslims who are quite uh, strong in their beliefs and values and kind of uphold that. And and I know you, you know, from a personal perspective as well, and and, uh, I I respect the fact that, you know, you've maintained... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's cute it's a cute moment it's a cute moment i'm just laughing because we obviously <laughs> recorded this bit and then and then the whole computer died and i thought i'm not going to say it again <laughs> but, but here you are here you are here saying it but no i i respect the fact that you know you you've always kind of maintained and almost in a headstrong way sometimes where i'm like it's, I, I feel like oh it's at like your own detriment you're doing this mm. but yeah. it's like these are your values right and very rarely do you kind of uh have i seen let's say um people uh get right to the top of a company um, whilst being as let's say just stubborn as you are yeah when it comes yeah, let's, to, let's use that word. let's yeah, use that let's word that I think one. that's nicer than respect yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah the, I, I guess you know what was the process like I'm sure you've had conversations with them very open conversations loads, loads. Um, what, what, what's been the kind of feedback from them on that throughout that whole process honestly
1: and and we still talk I think we still talk about it till this day I think even maybe up until about a year ago, yeah. myself and so the the, the co founder that's with us in the UK is the one I've been closest yeah. with and worked side by side for the last five years. Um, we still talk about it, and he's still like, You should just speak to the Imam, you know, just just check, you know, <laughs> are you sure you're not allowed to, you know? And <laughs> yeah, we'll go out for dinners, and he's like, was, I remember this one random right, anecdote. One time we were in Paddington, and we just won a massive insurance client there together. Yeah. And uh, he was like, You know what, let's go for dinner. And he was super respectful, respectful. he knows about it, so we had our nice dinner. And he's like, which one? Order? Like, oh, this dish looks nice. And I'm like, oh, wait, I don't recognize that fish. So I was on Al-Islam and trying to find the fish yeah, list. Yeah. And he's like, this is ridiculous. And then it was like, you can have this type of trout, but it wasn't, you can't have this type. So I yeah. had to call out the chef. I was like, which type of trout? And he goes, you need to figure this out. Like you can't be at a client meeting going, what type of trout can I have? <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so the we had this conversation a lot and he was like, look, it is going to be difficult for you. Yeah. He said it from from very early on. He said, if you really want to like, you know, be involved with the business at a more senior level, it's going to be tricky because yeah. y- in my nature, it calls me a bit of a robot. Like I, I work hard, I work people hard, but I, go my version, yeah, my version of play is go home, right? I yeah. go home and I have, yeah, you know, I love spending time at home and i love spending time in the community and whatever. That's my relaxed time. My relaxed time is not spending more time. As much as I love being around my work colleagues, it's not spending time with them in the evening. It's me going home, mm. right? And that's just kind of, it's a family life. It's just kind of what it is. Um, so you say, That's going to be tricky for you because people want to celebrate with you. People want to enjoy the hard work. When you've signed a huge deal, my reaction is my Balotelli style, like I've posted the post, so I'm going home. That's my job. I'm not going to celebrate. And I'm, I'm a bit similar. I'm, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, cool. We've won the deal and that's my job mm. in this role. So that has been a challenge. Yeah. And we've constantly spoken about it. I remember there was this um, <laughs> two really interesting moments. We have a company conference every year that we go away to. Um, first one where I experienced it, I wasn't in any senior. world. this was my first year that I was in Barcelona and I think this was the first time I experienced what this like celebration factor would feel like and like how I'd feel in that context. And that's what really prompted the conversation. They're like, where did you go that evening? So anyway, company conference finished in the day and then they're like, okay, we're going out for dinner in the evening. I was, oh, nice dinner, not bar, just dinner. Good. So we get to the place might like, sit down fantastic and they're like oh yeah you guys from yeah, from there you're in you've got like a private area and i'm like great we go across everyone's standing and i'm like okay maybe it's just like a reception or whatever and there's food coming around and there is alcohol and i'm already like okay now i'm getting uncomfortable i don't know i, I don't really want to be here now i'm already a bit nervy but mm. and this is back to our earlier point in the conversation of like at now would I go to that same place, I'd really try my best not to. And that's one of those like, but you were there in Barcelona in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, right? So we're there eating, whatever. And then eventually the group CEO got up on stage, the co, the other co-founder. And he was like, guys, you know, we had such a great year together. Um, we're now, we've just opened up the UK. This is the third business in the group. Well done. We worked so hard. And now we've worked so hard and we've showed Barcelona how hard we can work we're going to show Barcelona how hard we can can party party. and I was like oh no and next thing you know just that's when you start dropping your moves (laughs) lights dropped music kicks and I was like out gone yeah I fully panicked I I I literally panicked I was like who what like what's (laughs) I remember like I was then okay I need to go eat because I couldn't eat any of the food because I was like have they touched that with alcohol fingers whilst they're serving all that stuff and I found like this Taste of Lahore in Barcelona, which was lovely. literally carbon copy, same layout, same menu, spoke English to them because, you know, they can speak English because they speak Pakistani. I speak um, Urdu, wow, English. Pakistan, and yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> edit that one out. Uh, <laughs> English, Urdu, Spanish, you know, the whole lot. Yeah. So that was kind of like first experience. And then the next day they're like, where were you? And I managed to convince a few of the guys to go, go watch a uh, Espanol match because they're in Barcelona, right? Um, and that was kind of like my way of showing people I can chill, just... In certain environments, right? So that was kind of one moment. Second moment, but this is where I was in kind of the leadership position. So it was a bit different. Was, and it was the day we came back from Iraq, actually. Mm. Because then I went straight off to Berlin. I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was very ill. But anyway, and I met the, what's that ref's name? The, The guy that was on the front of Pro Evo one year colina uh, yeah wow. so he was there and you didn't tell me this I, I put it on twitter my twitter's now deleted something i've lost the picture forever <laughs> oh there's um, a picture as well yeah, yeah yeah so he he was doing a big presentation to talk about how tech has inspired sport and nice. whatever whatever and he spoke about watford would you believe in his presence so i went up to him before and i was like i wish you could have mentioned like i wish you could have officiated watford and he was like watch out for my presentation i'm going to call you i was like okay so he getting through the presentation he goes there's a match called a playoff it's the most expensive game in football yeah uh, and it was decided by a penalty one year and the game was between and where's that guy that came up to me I was like Watford and Palace oh no and we like, went to that together. we, we did didn't go to it together <laughs> yes that's when Salim first became my friend because I had tickets anyway you, you had very good <laughs> access to Watford that year we became Leeds, very close friends and Leeds for the was it the Leeds game Who's it was, it was, the, Leeds it was the Leeds game yeah so anyway no Leicester Leicester. i think you came to the leeds one as well actually i i I became a watford fan for about (laughs) three weeks for the best weeks of you're my plug
0: (laughs) you're my plug for that like month it served me well till today clearly anyway so
1: So anyway we finished the conference and um then everyone was going out that evening Mm. so again and i i learned my lesson now it's not dinner yeah 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 it's a chill it's a party it's a this and i was like yeah i'm not going difference here is is that they wanted the different leaders of the business to get up and say something dance no not i think they just wanted to say something like yeah, a yeah. speech whatever but i was like I'm, I'm not coming i'm not going yeah and that was one of those moments where it's like yeah but you were there you know it's it's going to be fine it's just like a reception first and then you can go and i was like i'm not and especially you've you know for us just coming out from iraq's like pilgrimage mm. you're really on a spiritual height like, mm. there's no yeah. way i can be like praying the night before in a very sacred place and then be like cool i'm in like a nice reception and everything's fine like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and i remember getting a call and they were like you're not coming i was like no let the coach leave and like we wait the coach is waiting for you and i was like go just let it go, go without me and i got on my electric scooter and i went to the lebanese restaurant and, and got my lunch <laughs> by myself and went and went home the next day so i don't even stay the weekend anymore oh really the year before in germany as well in heidelberg stayed for the day It was Shah Ramadan, so i took the guys out for a pipe because the conference was a bit boring so i took the business guys out for a pipe which was great german pipes fantastic had some ice cream left nice Amsterdam, uh, same
0: thing. So, so it just in the last sort of five ten minutes yeah um i wanted to to go back to the beginning of your journey yeah um and and looking from the perspective of a young man or woman um who has just graduated and is looking for inspirational inspiration role models you know looking up to, wanting to look up to people yeah who share the same values because obviously we look for ourselves in others yeah So when you're looking for role models, you're always looking for, all right, someone that looks like me, sounds like me, has some of the same cultural touch points or even experiential touch points in their life that I can resonate with and can see myself in. Um, What do you think, I guess, from a Muslim perspective, are the, um, shall we say, offerings Mm -hmm. in terms of what, you know, what we're looking up to? Because, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put myself out there first and say that I feel like, when it comes to talking about business and entrepreneurship and and all of these things there is an unfortunate um void i think that has been filled by a very particular type of um influencer yeah so and, and again i think you know speaking to your experience and strengths you know we, there's no point discussing the the hijabi influencer side of things which i think has become a big thing the yeah, makeup yeah, artists yeah. and all of that stuff but then for guys and for men particularly, yeah. I feel like there's a very particular type of success that is promoted. And it's one where you have your fast cars, you have your, your luxury lifestyle, but you also keep it real, hashtag Dean, pray five times a day, that kind of thing. Um, and and so I guess, again, what was your experience when you were looking to, to, to get employed? You know, What are the messages you're getting as a young person? And what do you think young people are getting today yeah yeah, um, yeah. when it comes to this stuff because the reason i asked this as well is that i feel like um you're, what you kind of put out yourself and the energy that you give off is like yes and, and as i said like i was baffled and shocked when i found out you had made it to ceo at this company because you don't brag about it you don't go out on twitter and facebook and be like hey guys look what i've just done i'm amazing and i still pray um but you just kind of do
1: your thing right um so yeah. yeah what was that like honest answer i don't think there is really much in the social media world as to that i looked up to with this like i really don't think there was anything or is anything actually that exists in the social media world mm. or influence a world that's public and accessible i'd say public and accessible yeah that has this kind of mindset maybe that i believe in um i when i was graduating that was 2015 so five years ago now just over that kind of uh big time muslim entrepreneur thing just i think just started to kick off mm. and you saw every muslim guy flock to it like every single muslim guy was just talking about me like oh look dubai villas lovely home ferrari praying lovely shisha place and look at that restaurant oh and they did that but anyway and i remember it, i i think at points i was like yeah that that looks quality you know i'd, I'd love to be able to have best that. of both worlds best of both worlds yeah mm. and for whatever reason alhamdulillah it was it was a very different journey for me like seven twenty a.m i was on the piccadilly line for like 45 minutes to get to my recruitment job 20 a year like that. That's what it was, and it was it was rough, and a really expensive rent as well. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. My wife was studying to become a teacher, so it was complete opposite of what this like lifestyle is meant to be. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be the fool that you know, with his five pounds left in his paycheck, saves it up to buy a Louis Vuitton belt. And that's not me saying if you've got Louis Vuitton belt, I'm you know coming after you. I'm just. But if saying, it's with your last five pounds, it is problematic. I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think it's irrational. Yeah. Super irrational. I think it's completely going towards you know anyway we won't go into it um for me that was a big thing that was like i don't look up to anyone there i personally throughout this whole journey was looking up to my dad because i was like you know what 1972 chucked out uganda had to work hard to make it and he worked hard and i think it was a double-edged sword because it meant that i was like i have to work so hard that even if it's you know whatever happens whatever i sacrifice not faith i have to work hard i have to get there and that was good because it it helped me work hard and and achieve the little that i did but it kind of made me miss other things in life as well that maybe i'm starting to like realize okay that is important to me i want to make time for that i don't Mm. need to work so crazy but anyway my and this is it's it's a huge topic for me and it's one that i'm I'm trying to discuss a lot more publicly to some people's like appreciation to other people's dismay i know you said not to talk about the hijabi thing but i'll mention that because i think it's worth drawing the parallel right the hijabi thing's been done to death hijab influences, whatever, Muslim women feel this innate pressure or women generally feel this innate pressure to look good, nice hair, nice makeup, nice bags, whatever, stereotypes. And I know they're stereotypes, right? But they exist. And that whole world got influenced, right? They all got attracted. Some said, don't fancy it. Others got fully locked in. Hijab came off. It, we saw the impact. We see the impact, right? On the guy side, it's been so much more subtle, so much more secretive. Uh, not secretive, so much more subtle, so much more accepted. And now we've got guys who are just going, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to live that lifestyle. I want to I wanna push hard. I want to grind hard. I'm going to leave school. I'm going to, you know, do this, do that. And yeah, look, I made it on my business class trip to Dubai. Done. You know, check mm-hmm. me out, flash, flash, flash. And there's no gap in the middle. There's not the 99% of people who aren't that 1%. And similar to to the women, you're not all going to, I'll say this in a bit of controversial, controversial way, you're not all going to look that way. And if you think she looks beautiful, you're not all going to look that way. That's unfortunately the reality. You can put Snapchat filters and whatever you want to do. It's, it's not going to be the same. Mm. The same way, my dear brother, who's 19, 20, 21, coming out of uni or even 30 and still hasn't figured it out. Don't chase that lifestyle. It's, it's, it's 1%, it's half a percent. And I would even doubt whether it's the right lifestyle you want to pick. So who's, who's saying to these guys, there's this middle ground where you are grinding, you are on the train, you aren't earning that much, you're earning 25, 30, you're earning whatever you are in that year. And it's tough and you're having these weird discussions at work and it's a bit rough and it's not perfect and you got made redundant and you fly Ryanair, <laughs> you know, and you, you go to Marrakesh for 30 pound a night. And that's what I did in my first year of marriage, 26 pound a night in a Riyadh. Great <laughs> holiday, you know, I loved it. You
0: know, you know what was actually, so I'm, I'm, I'm currently reading The Power of Now okay uh Eckhart Tolle I don't know if you've read that last
1: book. time you said it and I said don't know it but this time I'm pretending I know the so book. this time I have read, read it this time I've read more than the previous recording <laughs> okay, fine.
0: but I, I was actually just listening to it earlier today and it's really interesting that he talks about success um and and how we define success and basically the, the, the essence of this and I'm, I'm probably actually going to get someone on and do a whole podcast on this book because I find it fascinating mm-hmm. but this this whole notion of success and being like I will be happy when I achieve this. I'll be happy when I reach there. It means that right now we're not living. Yeah. We're living and we're waiting, we're anticipating. Chasing. We're, we're, we're living for something else. And the worst thing is that as, as we all know, once you get there, you want more. more or you want something else. Yeah. But even then, it's like, you'll never take the moment to appreciate, okay, I've hit that. Because by that point, your milestone is gonna have changed. And And that got me thinking about the notion of success. And what that means for, a, and let's bring it back home, right? What that means for a Muslim, yep. success is not defined by salary. Yep. At no point anywhere in the Quran, in a Hadith, does it say once you hit 50K, you made you're it. going to heaven. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it, almost the inverse at times, right? And so I think it's, it's really, um, and this is, this is again, something that why I think at least um, some of the individuals who present themselves externally and it and and success is that the, the 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 remit of success is material yeah it's it's the dunya um and and it's like okay i brought my islam along with it but look i'm successful spot on. and the problem is that for young people when you look at that that's what you see whereas someone who's just going about living their life and and this is the other thing as well social media in itself has so many pitfalls and blah blah, blah and you know you've been on social media and now off pretty much social media. I feel like unfortunately a lot of the time that the kind of people that you need to look up to, the kind of are, people on social media. are not on social 100%. media. So you're not even gonna 100%. see that.
1: And, and, and I'll, I'll resonate with the person of the guy that has really inspired me to go in, in many different aspects of my life, community work and day-to-day work is a guy that you won't find on YouTube, you won't find on social media hidden. Mm. He's a guy who researches and works so hard family life intelligent working for a you know corporation has a great balance where he can lecture as well i don't even think he knows that i look up to him this much but i kind of tell him and he just ignores it each time but anyway right. it's not you uh, and, <laughs> and I, he's I on the so train good. you know he's on, he's on the I train in. <laughs> um, and he's i my opinion is that he should someone should be promoting him even mm. if but, it's without but, but his knowledge it would it would be it would go against his very essence but without his knowledge not him doing it himself and this this oh, okay. is the paradox so because my... pictures of him on the slide <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be a fanboy right be a fanboy. no but i and, and this is it's...
0: No, sorry the other is keanu reeves pictures like no. there's there's one of him sat outside a shop on like his on his birthday eating a cupcake and they're, like some paparazzi person's taking a picture and there's a whole essay about anyways so we're getting sidetracked matrix guy keanu reeves you don't know who keanu reeves is
1: I feel I've just been separate conversation and i we'll, that we'll, one out we'll, as well, we'll talk, no, i'm getting looks about, in the corner we're gonna talk about now. this afterwards. okay fine um, uh, is he sammy yusuf no uh so <laughs> but this 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 whole okay so i think just to conclude on this right yes. it's 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 a for me it's a really worrying point really mm. worrying and my big concern is is that with these muslim entrepreneurial whatever whatever and i'm not saying all of them but there's a good proportion of them who are as you said, promoting the short-term success, absolutely short-term success. And it's being—it's not being called out as much as the hijabi social influencer, because when they took off their hijab, that was a clear red line in Islam. But for these guys, then being in a an environment where music's playing like crazy, whilst people are like stop being holier than thou, that shouldn't be happening. That shouldn't be okay. It shouldn't, yeah, even right now, and I, I don't know how politically we can get, but like the UAE right now, it's not exactly the best place to be from an Islamic perspective in terms of political alignment, right? Mm we shouldn't be promoting be like, yeah, look, and now I'm chilling in Dubai in again. Dubai, it's, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Mm. And I think it, for me, it boils down to a really, really critical thing. And you said, it's exactly what is the definition of success and who is teaching? Young not people. Just, not just the young, 30, no. 35. And this links, I think, with, um, you had, say, Hussein Makion recently, right? And he was talking... <laughs> crazy theory about the whole like archetype thing you were getting fully into it i, I watched it It sold and I, I think it was amazing he managed to give a framework to something i've been trying to explain for a long time and i think he just nailed it with with his understanding and the book he was referring to my worry is is that when i then look at marriages as well and i then look at people who aren't married even yeah it's like just put a mirror against yourself and look at the person you've become yes you're earning 100k yes you're owning your Ferrari, yes, yes, yes. Where's your family? Where's your manliness? Where's your ability to explain your faith? Because I guarantee you, there's a guy who's on 20K at the moment who's way happier than you, who's so much more down to earth, would be an amazing husband to your very daughter, but you're looking for the guy who's got the same wealth as you. Mm. And that guy may may, may not be the right match for her for whatever reasons. And this whole understanding's been lost. And my worry is, is that we as a community, out of a weird paradox of humility and over humility, we're not saying, look, values first, you can be humble. And a balance can be struck. The prophet didn't become famous by just being humble, mm. right? There was a campaign, we- I, and I, I can't validate this, but you know, I'm, just the theory, he had amazing ethics, right? He had an amazing approach and an amazing vision, divine vision. But he had people that backed him and I think I would say marketed him, right? It was like, there is this prophet. You need to get to know him. He's so trustworthy. Mm. He's so um, reliable. He's so whatever. He's so authentic. You need to go and meet him. You need to go speak to him. He's got a different philosophy. Nowadays, we're like, you need to meet this guy. He's got a Ferrari, man. He's got his own business. But we don't ever now advertise it. you know, this guy is so humble. You know, and his family life is incredible. We don't value that anymore, which comes down to okay, what is the what is success in this life? And I think, and I'll end on this point, which is there's, there's this beautiful narration that I Amir mean, al talks about it, and I think we're all stuck in it to be honest. um And just paraphrasing, he talks about your your soul being between two uh kind of two uh, in a war between two two armies, and one army is led by the merciful, and is led by your. Uh, kind of godly mindset and and truthfulness and honesty etc the other side is led by shaitan and it's led by your lowly desires your hawa and nafs etc and say, look simply your soul's just going between the two and every decision you make whether it's in your job interview that i need to be like this or i'm not going to be like this whether it's in your first day at work saying i need to pray or not whether it's come out for a drink sadik you know it's just one evening or whether it's how your your spouse interacts with you or your to-be spouse interacts with you, whatever you every single time we're in that pendulum and the concern is because we define success without realizing it in the materialistic lowly whatever it drives those behaviors of power hunger uh power hungry for power fame whatever and the other side where the prophet would be promoted for his attributes we don't care about we don't care about the godly tree, even though Ninety-nine names of Allah, merciful, forgiving, loving, generous, kind, whatever. Who on earth? And if I were to say to you, seeing there's this guy," probably you'd probably say, "Right, seeing as this guy is really kind." You'd be like, "So what?" <laughs> for him, <laughs> exactly. Well, right, he's done hundred k. interesting. Or maybe not. <laughs> but you, you get the point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm, I'm worried, super worried that it's not being pushed out enough for yeah. the sake of humility. And actually, we need to get the point across because you can be successful so um, so
0: i'm i'm very nervous right now because oh we've God. reached a point in the podcast last time <laughs> where everything went it wrong cuts, yeah. yeah so i'm i'm anxious and keen to just wrap up it's a nice say, way to
1: say it's got boring thank you for, no, no, uh, no, <laughs> yeah,
0: genuinely it hasn't this is like the most interesting bit i think but but we've we've spoken for quite some time and maybe there's a further conversation to part be two, had part two. um about the, the the second half of things because I, I i fundamentally echo a lot of what you've just said about who people are looking up to and how yeah. and what the what role models are out there and 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 everything and I think there is cleaning up that needs to be done um, of that space and unfortunately unless and until we have the right people in those places that the the void is going to
1: be filled and we'll lose another generation for and, another and, and reason and we'll
0: lose and we'll lose another generation but but that's uh I guess a community wide kind of struggle but if young people and old people if anybody basically is able to wake up and assess their own values in life and what they're trying to achieve in life and and if if the first thing is this is the number check th- there's something there's something wrong check. fundamentally yeah. do you know what I mean and, and and obviously that's not to belittle um the the, the I guess the, the fact that people have monetary struggles and and of course there is stability course. that's required yeah yeah but happiness is not dictated by salary no. and, and and again if I can just come back to one more concept in the book it talks about your life situation versus your life yeah. your life situation is like okay i'm sitting here now or i can be standing mm-hmm. my life is 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 constant yeah. regardless of my life situation yeah. by the book um it's, it's it's genuinely a very very interesting and in, and in
1: any and i say this to everyone and people like at work when we went through a difficult phase and when i stepped down as being the ceo and mm. all the, people are like oh, i must have been so difficult why would it be difficult oh, you're you no know, longer the ceo i'm like what did that even mean yeah. what does the title mean like Arbitry, it's, it's arbitrary it's stuff an arbitrary, ultimate, you know? I, I learned how to be humble I'll tell you that much because without a team you can do nothing um, and it's you lost so, the dressing room didn't you I I lost the terms. dressing room absolutely uh, <laughs> Anyways, did, did let, 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 let's wrap up there thank you <laughs> thank you very much I'm, I'm glad
0: I mean we've got two backup recordings as well so hopefully we, we haven't lost this <laughs> But thank you very much for thank coming you. in again. I, I enjoyed the second conversation more almost. Really? Yeah. We'll have Did to get not? everyone
1: else's opinion. I don't know. I'm, I'm just talking. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyways, uh, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: So that was my conversation with Sadiq. Um, I think <clears throat> reflecting back, and as, as I mentioned, like I've i I've, I've known Sadiq for quite a while. And so it's been interesting, I guess, I uh, guess, following him just as a friend along his journey and and kind of you know checking in every now and then but you know the 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 moment when I I found out that he had become a CEO um I think it was 24 was just remarkable um and and is a testament to him as an individual but also I think you know he's he's one of those people that that doesn't often um like to kind of compromise uh on his beliefs and and you know is is quite firm how he presents things and is not afraid and i think there's a lot to kind of take away from that and learn um for people in that space and it's something that even you know like i mentioned when i kind of reflect back to my experience um in in the sort of uh, working world it's it's very easy to to not speak up and to not um talk about what you need and what you want and all that kind of stuff because you you know you don't feel very comfortable and, and confident and you know you want to kind of get your feet under the table but then I also think on the flip side it's very hard afterwards to then suddenly do a u-turn or suddenly start I need this I need that um, and so I think it's it's important from from the offset to kind of make sure you know what's important to you um, and then make sure you communicate that to your employer and ultimately yes you know th- there is um, an element of, of putting your your faith and trust in God and and hoping um, that things will work out but also you know there might be (coughs) sorry there might be some sort of uh, protection from Allah um, if you aren't if you don't get a role for example because of xyz or you know the the lack of culture fit and everything else Um, but yeah that's it I guess for another TMV podcast thank you guys very much for 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 joining us and um, we will be back i don't know when actually i think maybe next week um haven't actually recorded anything this is is the last one we have kind of recorded so uh, i need to get to recording some more episodes um but yeah as always you know do do get in touch uh you can email me on salim at com if you have any ideas suggestions uh feedback um or just you know you 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 want to suggest future guests or topics or anything else uh please do get in touch it really helps us um inform and i guess uh, steer the direction of the conversations um t- to make sure that it's something that you know you guys want to listen to and, and will hopefully benefit from uh again thank you very much for joining us do be sure to subscribe you can support us with the uh the link in the description and yes for those on on apple Podcasts, do also give us a five star rating with a lovely comment um would mean the world to us thank you very much and we'll be back as i said soon i guess hopefully next week but i need to find a guest and record it before then Um, but thank you guys and i will uh see you soon Although i don't see any of you you know what i mean anyway stay safe guys take care